Welcome to Liberty Southwest podcast number 67. On this one, we have Kirk Pettis, Lydia Tabbitt, myself, Eric Taylor. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump. And is he a uh, progressive Trojan horse or you know, a genuinely good politician, conservative politician? And we'll see how far we can get into this one since we, we may have a half hour to an hour, but We'll, we'll see what happens. So, what do you guys what do you guys think about that? Or if you have other thoughts before you want to talk about that, that's all good too. Well, I think when we brought this up, it was a little more current events, and Trump has gone dark pretty much for the last month, it seems, or since twentieth. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think if I was going to be attacking the quote unquote deep state, I would pick someone with a little more charisma and a little more uh, likability. So I think it's a very, very plausible conspiracy theory. That's what I think. Yeah, he's he's kind of made his way out a little bit. I saw, what was he yesterday? He was sending his condolences to Tiger Woods good personal friend of his who had an auto accident and he's going to be, I think he's going to have a keynote speech at CPAC next week. Um, Trump is. Yep. So really kind of, did they even invite him last year? I think he's been a keynote speaker at last at least five, six CPACs. Cause he's very, he's very, he's still very, strong within the Republican Party. Uh, he's probably the strongest voice in the tent and um, will continue to be if he, if, if he wants to be. And it seems like he certainly probably will continue to do that. Yeah, I don't see him slowing down. I think he's just regrouping right now, but I, I think it's a plausible theory, but I think it's unlikely i think it's just uh i don't know his his whole presidency was a just so odd the whole i i'm very upset with just the general public and on average where it's just people are so full of hatred that is just people are just so blind to everything going on around them and just in the hatred is justified and encouraged and the lunacy that is derived from that is we're just, I don't see the future being very kind to us with this uh, much hatred flowing to the uh, atmosphere per se, <laughs> so to say. But I don't know. It just seems so everything was so perfect and so wrong. And I don't know. It's just it's so odd, everything around Donald Trump. So here's a fun here's a fun tangent. If we want to do some Mitt Romney bashing, do we have time for that? Yeah, I know (laughs) a little bit about what he's been saying over the last couple of days. Well, no. Well, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, here's here's a here's a thing about Mitt Romney, who's like all aghast 
about the Trump presidency and like the precedent he's set. Mitt Romney has postured himself as the moral uh, superior to Trump, which I don't know that I necessarily disagree with that in, in some ways. Um, I don't think anyone's going to out moral Mormons most days of the week, but um, but in but public I think behind closed doors think, is a little bit of a different. I think story, what's interesting but... about Mitt Romney being all aghast about like you know this horrible in his mind horrible person that the Republican Party nominated to be president is that in a lot of ways this person that the Republican Party nominated to be president in 2016 was a direct result of rule changes that his campaign passed in 2012. So I don't think anyone's covering that irony of like, you know, you kind of paved the, you know, you kind of paved the way here, amigo, um, for for this to happen. Because I mean, I don't think people remember this, but in 2016, there was a really concerted kind of last ditch effort within the GOP and the later primaries and caucuses to, you know, rally around Ted Cruz or rally around, um, crap, what's his name from Ohio? Um, or just rally around non, non-Trump Kasich. candidate. Um, and, and the policies and the rule changes that the, that the Romney campaign passed in 2012 to stop uh, a very legitimate challenge from Ron Paul, um, really kind of solidified Trump um, from having any sort of challenge or obstacle later on in, in the process. So I just like to, to personally call out and chastise Mitt Romney for, for the resulting Trump nomination and presidency. Well, I, I think that was internally in the Republican Party. I think that's true. But on the outside, Trump was encouraged by the Democrats and Hillary Clinton, especially mm-hmm. thinking right. that he would be the easiest candidate to beat. <laughs> and so the media hyped him up as some just clown, you know, and he fed on it and he played on it. And so it's all very odd. So how the media really did get him elected because he makes them money. He makes them so much money. Everybody well, money. That's what it takes um, to get. Yes. Well, money, yes, but obviously the money isn't everything. The media doesn't care. I mean, it's they obviously they they care more about popularity and everything. But but if you look at the deep state, which could Project Mockingbird, how you know how much influence they have on the media, that just throws into. Does it matter if they make money or not? When you look at the ratings at some of these cable news stations, like they don't make any money. Uh, they didn't they made, before Trump. They made a whole right. That's the point, though, is that they they made a whole lot more when when American politics became a reality television show, um, and and that's why you see them continuing with. I, I don't know how much uh, cable news y'all are are privileged to enjoy. I get quite a bit in my own personal life, um, but they like all of the content now is like sort of reflecting on the Trump administration or like lessons learned from Trump or like things we have to do to make sure this Trump thing never happens again, which, um, yeah, is just how they're continuing to, to try and make money from these things. Um, I think, but, but I think it's a very legitimate, um, point that there's, there's benefit and profit to be made by, by the majority of media for, from division and from, um, polarization particularly cable news um so i don't know i think 
Yeah, but that should be encouraged. Every, I mean, if someone, you know, you have the Animal Channel, you have ESPN, you have all these specific, you know, yeah, all, of a sudden there's, all, all of a sudden you go into politics and you have to be so like neutral or, you know, or no, fair and balanced. It's, it's just bullshit. Be your own. Be, be, be ideological. Right. I think, but that's not what I'm, at least myself, that's not what I'm criticizing. I'm not criticizing being opinionated. I'm criticizing presenting yourself as being capital T truth or, um, you know, authentically fair and balanced and whatever else, uh, you know, your, whatever your Bill O'Reilly slogan is. Um, well, I just feel the mute, the news is there to generate perception. It's not there to reflect or to display the news. They're telling people what they're supposed to think. And that has been. Well, yeah, people have been they, able to they work people into a frenzy more and more over the last several years. Or decade um i but if we go back into the conspiracy thing yes please would would not the media be at the forefront of this conspiracy oh always i think always yes i think yes i think if there's one thing i have sort of learned or come to realize over the last four or five years is the complete ugliest ugliness disgrace and culpability of um mainstream american media um in in so many facets of of people's lives um they they do not have truth or reporting or nuance or people's best interests at heart they have they have their own interests at heart they have satisfying their cronies at heart they have satisfying their sponsors at heart um i have been vocally reminding all of the poor innocent people in my lives that um a very popular nbc news show that is a a frequent frequent viewing in my household um is sponsored by pfizer the corporation that is trying to vaccinate the entire american population how can you be intellectually like independent and not conflicted you know have a conflict of interest when you're a segment of your show is sponsored by a private corporation that is trying to distribute and not only distribute, but require the distribution in order to travel and do other human activities um, by consuming and being required and forced to consume your product. Like that is so fundamentally conflict of interest. I don't even know. I don't know what else to say other than like, like how is this perpetuated for like months and months and months it's just ridiculous the same with boeing right like the same with the same program that often thanks their wonderful corporate sponsor boeing and then you know proceeds to have um you know fill in the blank your favorite um you know bush cheney um right left continuous perpetual destruction and war talking head on their Romney program Pelosi. Yeah, which right, I don't oh yeah, like, well not right? on the program, but, like, but yeah. But like the the fact like the Brennan. The, the problem I see is that people turn to these outlets as being the news or current events or reporting to them what's going on and and don't have the very fundamental basic critical thinking skills to realize they're reporting on people that are funding their show. They can't be doing that honestly and intellectually, particularly if they're not disclosing it. Anyways, that's my rant. 
but no one's really watching the, the those news. I mean, the people that actually are might have a little more critical thinking because the the populace that there's only a handful of million people that watch those shows. So it's not like it's the majority of the population anyways. So, um, but I forgot where I was going with this. The, uh, I think you were saying or, we should build back better. I think that's what you were saying. <laughs> well, if, I mean, well, if you talk about critical thinking, obviously the critical thinking is just dead. Just look at the whole COVID fiasco going on. I mean, no one thinks for themselves about anything on that. Everyone is there's no science going on. There's no like, Hey, if there was a real pandemic, you know, you'd, you'd be making mistakes and you'd throw, you'd throw spit wads at it to see what works, but none of that is going on. It's just told that this is what, you know, is supposedly it. And like, they pretend that it's going on in the background, but yet they don't address any of the issues going on other than go to the hospital and pay up the ass for the most expensive things possible. And then we'll, you'll be happy. Right. It makes well, no sense. I actually was I was thinking about this the other day in terms of this whole like phenomenon of trust the science and we believe in science and like this like um I don't know evangelist evangelism type worship of the word um or like mis like misconstrued or contorted idea of science. Um and and I was thinking about the whole mask thing, right? Like if we believe that everything that is purported as science is you know, inflexible and immobile and, and, and should not be questioned, you know, we were told not to wear masks in March, then we were told to wear one mask. Now we're being told to wear two masks. You know, if this, if this whole idea of, and and you get the same response from people when you ask about other things related to COVID, right? Like, you know, like, will life go back to normal after the vaccine? And they'll say things like, well, we don't know. We're still learning so much about this virus, blah, 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 blah. That is completely antithetical to this idea that you are perpetuating a wrong idea. Don't get me wrong. Um, that science is inflexible and that science is, um, you know, not to be challenged, questioned, and stagnant. Right? Like it's it's just those two ideas are so conflicting, and and how obviously so many are talking out of both sides of their mouth with that. It's just. I don't know. I think when we hit mid-March of this month, a lot of people are going to tune out, or I hope they do. But that's how it was with Donald Trump, to bring it back to Trump. It was that way for four years. It was it was, it was, was petulant children dragging their feet and screaming constantly for four years. And, and the media constantly lying, if you go into the media for ratings and acting like the world's ending, Everyone you talk to that hates Trump just always would say, well, that's because Trump's in the presidency or every problem was Trump, Trump, Trump. And now that Biden's in office, it's, it's, you know, like you were saying, it's, it's defensive. They're all right. Now, now it's back to, we got to overcome the Trump effect. Uh, How can we prevent it from ever happening again? It's uh, they're just trying, it's an excuse always of what well, yeah. is going on so right. so if 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 the if the media is just an excuse and i then it doesn't matter if they're profitable or not they're just there to drive an agenda and if they're profitable bonus but yeah maybe um to go back to your point kirk because i mean i think i've kind of disclosed previously that i'm i am not a i was not am not and don't perceive myself as being a big fan of Trump 
prior to him running for president as president or moving forward was not ever a big fan of him, particularly from sort of an optics and personality uh, perspective. I think he's done an immeasurable damage to to small government and the ideas of individual liberty and and the palatability of those things to to a large subsection of voters. I don't want to really get into that right now. I think I've talked about that previously, but um, but yes, what I think well, is, that's why I also say Trump, if you take the statistics, would go down as the greatest presidency. Of If you just take statistics and growing government and everything that government pretends they're about, Trump is going to go down as one of the greatest, but they won't allow that because they can't say that way because he was an outsider and he and that's why i so if he wasn't a setup then everything he was doing was trying to merge different factions together opposing viewpoints he was giving people everything they wanted besides certain key you know facts like he grew government all over he threw money at everything he could it's like, what more would you want out of a president of, you know, I don't agree with it, just like you were saying, Lydia. But when I, when I, I, get, I give Trump a lot of respect and just for wanting to do this and, and respect for that he beat the Clintons, beat the Bushes. And so I, I go against that he was a setup from the get-go because I think he was a wild card that played on everything and, and, and he played it in a way that, it fed on their weakness to assume his, that he was weak. I have a question on kind of on that. Do you guys think that Trump really, cause I think he thought about running for president in 2000, like when Jesse was elected under the reform party or something along those lines. And he was progressive Democrat at that time. Um, I'm not sure that he's somebody that really has any type of political religion. As far as I can tell, he's a power opportunist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and exactly. he doesn't, well, you know, because people can say, well, maybe can, the way I framed it up was, is he a progressive Trojan horse? And as much as I could tell is he's a guy um, is just looking for a message to gain power and found that, a populist message work well and it seems to me i mean he has some critical in the moment thinking skills but it's all ad hoc as you as you go along so it's like a mishmash of policy you know some conservative red meat to to appeal to that populist base but for the most part most of his policy i, th- I think we probably have talked about this before pretty progressive like like 20 years ago um there wouldn't be i mean he'd be right at home in the democratic party as far as a lot of his policy if you take out some of some of his inflammatory rhetoric but um things have moved just a lot to the left and that Mm -hmm. obviously benefits the progressives because really the conservative or Republican movement or the largest influence within that is, I'd argue, is big government um, progressive, much more so uh, than than it was even 10 or 15 years ago. And then the left has moved even further left. I mean, there's some very, very strong socialist elements within the 
Democratic Party that are pushing pushing them further left. Um, so even you know by saying that, uh, maybe I mean it's it's within the realm of possibility, like Lydia was saying, uh, an individual that's in there to push the progressive agenda because things didn't really get any more conservative from a big government perspective under his watch. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think you can, you can say uh, that deregulation. I'll make the case that deregulation did it. Yep. That would be true. Well, I think it, it I think it boils back to why we are all libertarians in a sense where, cause we all came from the Republican side. That's how we all met and we all kind of progressed out of the Republican Party because of their their general progressiveness nature anyways. And so I think for us to look back at Trump is, as a progressive is just the general outlook of what Republicanism has become anyways. They've become a big government, big empire state under, and especially came into view under George W. Bush the war on terrorism and the carry on of every other war and and then just a global lockdown of uh surveillance being enacted and trump was uh i think hillary clinton was the keystone to cap off everything and they needed hillary in office to pull off of a lot of the stunts that they had planned and by Trump being elected thwarted that stuff and it set them back big time. Yeah, it's just a chaos wild card as far as they're concerned because like you no. guys it's a lack staggering. of control, right? Well, I, then that's why I, I, I'm going to take the against Donald Trump being a setup, a progressive setup, a wild card. I, I think that he comes from a side of business you don't take ideology in business. You just do, you know, you just, whatever the bottom line, I mean, you, you have an ideology to an extent of what uh, your policy making is. Making a profit. That's company. the ideology of business for the most well, part. Well, right? but there's always, I mean, if you look at Trump, he, he likes to glorify his building. So if it was just a profit, he'd build shitholes. You know, he wouldn't build immaculate places. So there's always that. So his ideology is he likes to be pompous, uh, bring people together and he thinks he's just a fixer. He thinks he can solve. He can, he's just the guy there to just give the answer that needs to be had, you know, decisions have to be made at times. And he has had his lifetime and being in that situation and paying attention to politics. He thinks that hobnobbing with, you know, the upper echelon of people in a sense that he, you know, that he placates to for his hotels, but it's uh he just thought he could go in there and, and give people what they wanted and things would get better. But that's in my government's not intended to fix things. So, you know, we, we all get stuck in this mentality that, Oh, you know, that, that, that's my, that's, that's the only reason I like Trump is because of his enemies and how he exposed how, how the system can't be changed it just coalesces to to defeat this parasitical thing that wants to come and invade their body politic of you know how dare this outsider come in and, and do these things when uh we know what's good we know you know th these systems we if certain steps need to be made to go through the political avenue that 
Donald Trump just tore up and said, I'm not doing it that way. And, and that's what just bugs a lot of people. You, you, you get the Mitt Romney's, the Cola's, the John McCain's, and then you have just every little weasel that's well, those are set up around politicians, him. right. That get really perturbed by, by, by somebody outside like Trump. Yeah. Cause he, he, because that is because they don't the, have employable skills outside of being elected officials. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> I mean, well, truly like, like it's well, they, I mean, they, they could not be more successful in the non-government world than they are as either elected officials or lobbyists influencing elected officials. Most Democrats. Yes. I would agree with most that. Politicians. Yes. I don't care which party. I think most politicians are hireable in a lot of things. They just no. I'm not saying that they're not hireable. I I I I take that back and I edit that to say I don't think they can be more successful than uh, most politicians cannot be more financially more successful than they are um, holding elected office or um, in a role that might as well be an elected office, like a lobbying position or a think tank or whatever. It's was, oh man, I lost my train of thought again, but it brought, it was about what Eric was talking about um, with how when you have a pen and paper, start writing stuff down. Yeah, I do that from time to time. I'm just still throw notes in a, in a text file so I don't forget. I like that. I thought it was podcast 2.0 is what you're doing. <laughs> Adding notes. Okay, so here's what I'll say. And then I, I have to uh, exit stage left to continue on with my, my activities. Um, but I, I think in terms of this argument or this idea of Trump being uh, a pawn or Trojan horse or whatever, however you want to, you know, describe it of of the left, whether that's the Democratic Party or other left-leaning interests. You know, I think there's certainly, Kirk, I think there's a good argument to be made that, you know, maybe initially that was not the case during the 2016 nomination process, maybe even through the 2016 election. Um, but I, I think I think at some point there was a, a sort of change in thinking or, a, you know, sort of a switch flipped of, wow, you know, we can really, we can really, um, be successful by like harnessing this hatred and this anger toward this person and and we can profit off of it and we can really um, you know we can really sow some 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 really deep division um, over this person particularly you know for our audiences that clearly are not you know like I said of the critical thinking kind um, you know we can really you know exert a lot of influence over people um, by coalescing against this person um, and, and making coalescing around him, you know, verboten. Um, and I think, I think, you know, in that perspective, yes, I think the Donald, Donald Trump presidency has ushered in um, an era where, where that is the status quo and that is the, the narrative and that is what is acceptable and that is the prevailing sort of storyline. Um, and questioning and challenging that has become difficult challenging if not impossible so in that context yes i think i think the trump presidency 
while maybe not being initially intended to be that Trojan horse of, of ushering in an era where left-leaning perspectives rule all thinking and policy, I think that was the result. I think so, a, a good portion or a portion of that that can be looked at, I, I strongly think the QAnon uh, movement was largely manufactured uh, yeah. by progressives really looking to demonize Trump and marginalize Trump and ensure progressive gains and victories. Because I, I, I've read and seen plenty that indicates there were a few players that trumped up a lot of the QAnon theory, a lot of the uh, a lot of the rabbit holes that were created for a lot of these people and really created a huge movement within w within his segment that that allowed uh, allowed them to, to probably defeat Trump. Whereas if that QAnon element wasn't in place very well, you know, very well could have won again. Right. Yeah, I think I I think well, I don't know. I think that's kind of a double edged sword, right? Is mm -hmm. if you surround yourself by QAnon folks and um, you know, and and don't explicitly sort of um you know Do you think and you really you knew are, exactly what was going on though with that all of the time? That? Do you think that Trump knew or or knows a lot of what that's about, the nuance behind that, and has actively looked to capitalize upon that, or it's something that, um, it's almost a psyop type of situation that was just kind of thrust upon him. And how do you how do you deal with that? Do you know, for from his perspective, do you embrace it or do you push it off? It was just that's such a unique phenomenon, I think to. But okay, here, where are these people gonna? Where are these people gonna go if you tell the the majority of people that they're crazy, right? If you say like, no, this is complete and utter nonsense. But what we really should be focusing on is X, Y, or Z. I still think most of those QAnon knuckleheads are gonna rally around X, Y, and Z, even though that we're they're not prioritizing, you know, their fantastical uh, non-reality. Um, but did any of us follow Q? No. No, because I have a life, which I'm actually. Oh, and I, I, but the, but the few that I did talk to, I thought it was really good. They were they sounded like libertarians. Yeah, when, when but the, the, the some of the I mean, when you get into it, where the the tenants are. Um, yeah, so it's it's leading people astray, but but that's, yeah, I'm going to come just back the, to that. But the foundations of QAnon are just, I mean, they're crazy. Well, it's, no, well, they want to go back to a gold standard. No, that's not the foundation. Okay, okay, no. That's not the foundation of QAnon. Maybe they do. Maybe everyone they, I talked to no, was that way. That's not the, the, the tenets of QAnon are, are that progressive politicians are pedophilias or are yeah. into pedophilia are into harvesting. Well, that's how it starts. No, harvesting blood or fear from children. And I think using I think that that's as an all. energy that's, source. There is never that's a part of it. That was not it at all. What got people into it? That's there the foundation. There is no connection between between believing there's a pedophilia cult in uh, government and like. Uh, oh, I believe it is though. I believe that is happening. Are, 
those things are not related to each other. They are. How, how are not. they not? How 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 does that? Do you not think that exists? The, the, the QAnon played on reality. Um, That's my point. So not I mean, my, so not, I have a, not a reality I can accept or that I've that I've either. seen. I have to. Uh, I have to. Uh, I have to to bounce though. So um, yeah, I guess that'll be my far, final parting note. Is uh, QAnon and the gold standard are not one and the same, and they are not directly linked. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. See you, Lydia. See ya. Yep. I didn't. I didn't understand what she just said. The QAnon and what are not linked? Well, so like I mentioned, and I, I, I've looked at QAnon-related websites. I don't know if you've ever been to the Great Awakening dot win or anything along those lines. Or uh, in in the foundation of uh, QAnon is that you believe and accept the fact that progressive politicians are into pedophilia and into why, why progressive. It's not even why limited to progressives. That, the whole government, from from what I understand, that that's what what they do limit it to, and that they utilize. There's no that. empirical evidence to that. The empirical evidence is more on the Republican side than it is on the Democrat side. Right, but they attach it to the progressive side. Um, and so, so that would be a deep state spin, is what you're getting at then. No, this is if you go to any. QAnon source. This is this is the foundation, and and really agreed upon for, by pretty much any QAnon believer that I've seen or read, um, and that they well, maybe I just glossed over it because I agreed to that. Right. <laughs> so when I would talk <laughs> to, me to it them, just I, seems... I'd be more interested in what they're. I mean, I think they're batshit crazy. It seems and crazy. Everything that they, I'm like, there's no way this is happening. What they what they would say is happening, but that's just their take on the thing. So it's you know they're not fed direct information. The little tidbits, but the little tidbits did lead these people down a rabbit hole that will lead them to libertarianism. So I do not believe QAnon was a bad thing in a sense, but I a think lot it was of a Yes. A way to corral, corral, not corral, corral certain individuals away from action and, and, and to, in effect, corral them into inaction and cage them into a set sphere that, that, that culminated in January 6th. And it, and it popped beautifully. I think QAnon is, is set up from the same people that they, what better way it is to say you're going after your, you know, that it was the deep state saying it's going after itself so they can control and manipulate the people that would actually be the ones that would actually really voice their opinions against them and to just lead them astray. It's, it's, they presented a leader to follow in a sense and versus uh a leader like encouraging to go this way it, it was <clears throat> there's many different ways to lead there's many different ways to enact policy there's many different ways to go after the so-called deep state and and obviously it was a to me it, how it all ended up is is a complete twisting of reality in order to keep people away from the truth by using half-truths 
I think everything QAnon is half truth related, and yet it's just so when when people like sit there and and be so specific, like this is happening, this is happening, this is it, just weakens your argument. But that and, but that's how you do it. That's how you weaken arguments. Is uh, you you feed people certain information that get their mind going, and then you let their minds go wild by you know other outside influencers that can just start to put the pieces together in people's minds in an offset way that uh, just mind fucks people and for lack of better word at the moment, but it's like, do you think even like, when Trump would say, Hey, I don't even know what the QAnon movement is. Like, I know nothing about it. And I, and I actually kind of believe him. I don't I think the presidency has, has that kind of time to afford to do that. And he's being fed constantly so many different things. And it, it's just a storyline for, to go around Trump. And it's like, like him and the proud boys always like stand by, you know, I, I don't think he knows what for the damn second, what the hell the proud boys are. And for him to say well, something proud like that, boys are run by an FBI informant. Oh, well, exactly. It's, and that's, so, and that's, and that's why I, that's I think another, Trump's just a useful idiot. Yeah. That's another example of, you know, in my mind as, as much as I just from an intuitive level, the proud boys seems like a psyop, set up um, as well as uh, QAnon uh, having really setting up a or distracting a huge base of people. I think the the number that I saw is that there are some 35 million people in the United States who believe in QAnon or are part of the movement. It's about 10% of the population. And uh, they chase down cryptic messages, try and tie in things that, or that they did try to tie in things that Trump said that meant certain other things were going to happen, like indictments being unsealed or certain uh, operations occurring, uh, really distracting and disorienting a huge part of the population and sowing division, uh, really dividing and conquering a lot of people myself i mean i i can see some of the aspects of what you're talking about uh where QAnon might be a path towards more of a classical liberal train of thought but a lot of these people get so distracted there's a, a really good vice documentary that came out on this where they believe just so hard wholeheartedly in some really crazy conspiracy like politicians are lizards um and they need to be killed because their their blood their blood drinking uh, adrenochrome blood drinking lizards and the only way to stop these people is to kill them and some of them have labeled family members as lizards and 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 attacked them and obviously this this is far on the spectrum, uh, but any type of movement that has found a foundation like that just to me doesn't feel right. Um, no matter what direction. It, I know, it, but it when I hear someone. stuff like that, I think it, my mind immediately goes to, uh, I'm trying to blank on his name right now, Silk Road guy. Uh, Russ Albright. 
Ross Ulbricht. I mean, how how they pumped us. You know, they said that oh, he was hiring hitmen. Like like th- that's controlled opposition. That's how you that's how you deflect upon certain yeah, these things. These are you, you, I'm talking about examples stuff of people like that. actually but, but, did this. I don't know, but we. But yeah, but that's David Icke's take too. And who's to say? How do? How can you even pr- disprove it? It's right. a crazy theory, but it, it's it's neither here nor there or anything. It's just it's something you can't prove. And it, all it, it does is just sh- weakens any substantial argument that they may or may not have. Right, and it's, not to get too specific about these movements, it just seems more than anything else. I I really don't put a lot of thought into QAnon or Proud Boys or any of the other fringe movements that seem to have been associated with Trump. I think the main point um, along the idea of the topic of the show that I was trying to make is it's just interesting how many of these movements compared to somebody like Barack Obama or George, George W. Bush or Bill Clinton have sprouted up and clung to Trump. You know, is that is that a completely organic thing or is to speak to Lydia's point is this is this a mechanism a deep state mechanism uh, directed at Trump you're challenging us so we're going to utilize whatever propaganda instruments or uh, or, or methods uh, to discredit you and discredit the people, call your supporters crazy, call you crazy, that type of thing. It just, and I don't know if you have any examples. I just can't think of any other modern day president that has this type of diverse, what kind of feels like a fringe uh, alternative following. You, you kind of know what I, well, you know what yeah, I, mean? I know, I know what you're getting at, but yeah, yeah, to me, it's not surprising at all. I think politics is just a placate for uh, lack of critical thinking and you just pick a side and you want your side to win and you start ignoring certain facts and accepting others facts as, and you uphold these certain facts over the others and it just pigeonholes you. And I think everything has been, twisted into these things and donald trump came up and yeah he's more of a progressive than a conservative so why wouldn't he bring in progressives from the other side that like look at look at barack obama what the fuck did he do he didn't do shit you know he the guy ran on everything that sounded great and then he goes and does the opposite you know and it's and yet he's heralded as some great you know, leader, like uh, my girlfriend at the time was a journalist and every day she'd have to talk about how every, you know, teacher just raved of, over Barack Obama at the time. And, and like, you know, he's the greatest orator and leader of all time. It's like, like I just spits bullshit constantly, mm-hmm. just like Trump, <laughs> you know, whatever it, it let, let, let these people be how they are. It's, you know, it's, it's really hard to talk to a group of people, and and appease people and and you know in this day in technology and 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 instant media and instant commentary it it's just there's division in the world accept it allow it to go you know it's we're not all a, a unity equality like this that's the whole world is so batshit crazy right now it's i i there's never a time better in my life that time to go gulp it's just, I just, that's why it's just, it's hard. You know, every uh, day can be, is more challenging because it's just depressive. There's nothing exciting about it. And that's why I love this. Uh, I have mentioned before, not on a podcast, but how Gorbachev and Biden are so 
related. They're just someone there that's going to allow you to mentally accept the defeat of the, you know, the current government and then they'll lead into something different. And, and we're on the precipice of such things. Like we're just waiting for some tragedy to happen. I, I feel like an, another nine 11 coming, that's going to just reshape the world. It's just like, it's only a matter of time. They have to plan it and plan it out. It's going to be some massive false flag worldwide thing to on that's going to, on top of COVID, well, COVID, COVID was that, in my opinion, as well, right? To, oh yeah, and I believe COVID was a direct action of Donald Trump. I, this is why I, I refuse to believe that he was a patsy, a controlled uh, mentoring candidate in a way, or you know, a progressive uh, dark horse that you know that to usher in the, the defeat of the Republican Party or whatever whatever and usher it because the opposite is also true at the time you know like people need that's what let's just say that it became a world government overnight let's just say boom right there's a world government now governance do you think there would be a one world currency no they need multiple currencies to play off of each other to do it so the, the way the systems are they would still keep like all of a sudden if we became a world government there would still be the divisiveness going on that like the democrat and republican side they need the enemies to feed off each other to corral people into these mindsets that hamper them really because everyone should be taught that your actions, you are a powerful individual that your actions and choices matter, that they have a strong correlation to the outcome of your life, that if you want to be, you know, like the sovereign, sovereignty is dead for this day and age, unless you want it to, unless you want it. And, and, and it's getting harder and harder while, while such opulence, such, uh, wealth is, is, you know, in this future world that we live in where such technology has, has made such things readily available to all. And yet it's harder and harder, more harder than ever to be a sovereign individual, to, to be yourself, to go out there and say, Hey, I don't, I don't follow your jurisdictions. I don't follow your rules and just let me be. How is that impossible in today's day and age? And we were going the complete opposite direction. It makes no sense. And, and that's what I feel Donald Trump always has been. And he's always played the game in this, but he's played the game because he's wanted to be a part of the inside. And if he, and, and I will, grant credence to the that the fact that he was a setup if this was his way in to be on the inner ring of the power elite or whatever that he you know that this is my 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 uh my death <laughs> to the republican party that i grant you to be inside you know the global lead power structure or whatnot you know but I personally believe America is so far gone down the progressive rat hole that it cannot turn back. Donald Trump, or there's there's no way. And that it goes back to Donald Trump. I can't support him. 
but I can support him because I believe that I thought he meant good and I thought he could meant. And so when he gets there, he puts up people. He tried to be the Abraham Lincoln, bringing in different factions. That's why he brought in uh, Bolton, Placade. Uh, what's his name that just died? The Jewish casino magnet. Um, Sheldon Edelman. Is Sheldon Adelson. Adelson. And um, bring in, he, he brought in every faction. He thought he could just be it. You know, he'd just be the guy, but they just, they could not let him do it. And they, they thwarted him at every possible means and that QAnon and leading up to January 6th. And that's why I believe Trump is, he's never this quiet. And this is why he is quiet because he has no idea who he can really trust right now. I think Giuliani was a setup the whole time. I, it, the whole thing is just baffling to, to, to hear that Giuliani was drunk every night and that, and how weak is uh, defense, you know, of that of the lawsuits, like there's no way he had good intentions. And why would you ever take someone when, when Trump always said that nine 11, you know, isn't what it seems. And then you can bring in Giuliani. That makes no sense. The guy that the biggest cover-up artist that had to be there for 9-11 to Trump go off and how it is. To bring in Giuliani, Giuliani makes is, no sense. Trump always regarded Giuliani as one of the best, at least prosecutors, from his time before he was mayor in New York and as one of the best attorneys out there. And I think, in fact, if I remember correctly, this was referenced numerous times on No Agenda um, in the fall. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, he he was just to play. I guess it's more of a devil's advocate. He was seen as one of the best that you could get. I think, at least through through Trump's eyes, you know, he may not have known what. Yeah, was because going on well, the scenes, but I, I think, think Trump is uh, he's he's a product of the media. He believes the media, and that's what—that's the whole thing. He believed that he could go in there and fix things when it's all fake. You know, he bought into the system, and so that's why. Yeah, so you—you you can believe that Giuliani is some great whatever, and obviously the guy was worthless because how can you not defend him properly in what has transpired over the last four years? Like it's. The level of depravity that has been ushered in under the excuse of Donald Trump while they say he grabbed women by the pussy or any other little thing. And it's just so ludicrous. And then now everything else that they accuse Trump of is just on right laid bare in front of it. And just to excuse everything they do and point the finger at others, it's, it's very disheartening. Yeah. So I don't, if I'm tracking correctly, it sounds like really you're the opinion that Trump wasn't a Trojan horse kind of. I don't believe he was. No. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I think we land at, we're not going to land on the same spot on any, on anything, but in, you know, relative, and it sounded like Lydia was kind of the same opinion, the relative same spot where this, this guy is almost, I don't know, I, I can speak for my, myself, he's your quintessential politician in, in that he's looking for power, sticks up his finger, 
test the wind, you know, within his potential constituency, tosses. I don't ideas see that though. Red meat towards that constituency, constituency, and tries to get as much. Well, I, that's that's possible. how I would argue what the wall was like. Like Trump gave a shit about the wall on Mexico border, a New York guy. Like really, yeah. If he really cares, with a lot that, of so immigrant that, labor that at his restaurants, right? Does he, yeah, I mean, does he care? It's, it it makes no sense. Yeah, so you know a lot of a lot of the rhetoric or uh, is kind of custom custom made and. I, but, the, but these are, but in this, I argue the same thing with China. I don't, don't believe China's a global threat. I know we differ on that. No, yeah, yeah, I think they're ex, an, an extreme global threat. I just think that they are what they are. I think you just have to deal with it. I communists don't think... aren't good for people. <laughs> That's the way I, I look at. It. I mean, it's 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 been proven over the last hundred years that hundreds of millions of people die because of communism. Um, and caste systems and retribution that or resource reallocation that they put into place is is horrible for most people. Yeah, well, I I can't argue that. Yeah. So. But I don't believe that. I don't believe China is purely communist, anyways, anymore. I, I think they yeah, are just. They, I think they are. Are what, what they are, and yeah. they just go with what they are. I mean, it's just. There becomes a point where you you set it up as a supposedly ideology, and that and it just that goes away, and you have to pretend that you're that way. Yeah, just they, like America, <laughs> we pretend that we're free, the land of the free. We're the biggest government that's ever existed in life. How does that co- coalesce to the land of the free? And I can kind of I I I think I mean as much as I I could agree with with that to the extent that we're talking about politics and anybody who gets really involved in politics is interested in power and a lot of the same type of governing action happens regardless of political structure if it's communist or capitalist or republic or democratic societies you get a lot of the same type of individual that escalates you have a lot of the same type of behavior that happens under under different yeah, names. well, exactly, and that's what I think. Because you you have absolute authority in certain by by a large government, you grant authority that they the government is right, and that's what breeds corruption. Yep. And and you can't and the, the, the corrupt the, people are drawn avenue to that too, of right? communism leads you to that uh, despotic actions that that because you can just point the finger and blame anyone you know if things don't go right you just blame because oh it didn't go as the plan and that's what they did with donald trump that's what they did they do with everything it's just oh yeah because of this you know if you're just pointing the finger at everyone like that that's not leadership that's excuse making and of failure and deflecting the blame and it's just no matter what label we want to label any governments in the world, to me, they're all the same right now. They're all, they all want control. More power. That's human. Political and, behavior and, 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 and it's, and right? we're at the precipice of, of such control with, with how technology is and everyone's the on their, you know, and- on their phone and, and the data that's being generated around it. And for every individual that, like we can we can argue a day and night about it right now 
But if you just look at it, what we are now, and you put another generation behind it of the databases that's going to be about every single individual in the world, it's a pretty scary outlook. And it doesn't matter what the fuck country we live in right now, whatever governments, it's all going to be fascistic soon once all this control grid gets in place for every country. And it's being ushered in right under our nose. And while people are pointing at people like Donald Trump, they actually... Do you think he's aware of this? I I mean, because some of these thoughts and ideas that no i don't believe donald no i don't think trump was the savior no No, i I think he was a but he's a relative hear me out here he's a relatively smart guy i mean he gets his information and what some people continue to be or uh, consider to be a lazy way but he still gets a fair amount of information asks questions looks to make decisions in some capacity you could argue whether they're good or bad um but uh, do you think that he, I mean, especially with his belligerent attitude towards China, do you think he has this, I, I kind of do, has this feeling of this, because I, I, I agree with you where uh, we're looking at more and more globalist totalitarian rule taking place and will continue taking place until it doesn't. Um, but do you think that he's looking at that and it's like, maybe I can push back against that a little bit. You know, maybe I can make sure you, even in this situation around COVID where he was trying to get states to open up or he's calling COVID the Kung flu or the China virus or the CCP virus. Um, you know, there at times I thought that, there was more allegory or metaphor at play that was deeper than just saying that, that to me indicated this guy kind of knows what's going on at a macro level and might, maybe, I'm not sure one way or another is trying to push back against that. Do you think that's at all a possibility or, or just an absolute no? I think they were just leading Trump like a puppet. On strings. So you don't think feed, there's feed any them what information that they, the or... deep state wanted. I'm just going to say the deep state. I just think it's governance in general. Bureaucrats and trenched people are in place. They just they fed them the information. I think it's all a skit being played in front of us. So there's nothing there. There's really nothing behind that facade or that shell of trying to do good for people in the United States or for freedom or liberty in general. No, I think, I think there. that's what Trump's mindset was, is America. I, I believe him in America first. And I think that that's what he was trying to do. And, and that's being thwarted. And that was what, that was his sin is being America first because America is not obviously controlled by Americans, in my opinion. It's a global governance that is nothing sort resemblance, any resemblance of what America was founded on, what the general populace is about. And I think that's what QAnon was for, is to corral the people that don't believe that. And so they they bring them into a a group. And and what better way to be so vague and, and, you know, and then have your certain people out there assuming this and this and this and this and by the by 
in in a short time you don't know what q is anymore because there's so many other people pontificating what it q is i think q is a set of four people who started on 4chan and fabricated the whole thing that's as much as i well, can i can tell the 4chan founder said that he set up 6chan to get away from these people because they're spreading bs um and that to me i mean it's it's kind of an interesting thought that that might be the case but as much as i can tell it is a little bit more nefarious than trying to act as a guiding light for people i think it was very very much misdirection but um i i you know i can respect your take that's just kind of that's just my take on on, on that whole thing <sighs> When I, yeah, the few Q and the hardcore QAnon people I would talk to that I would, I would, I would just be flabbergasted with everything they come up. I'm like, it's so, it's so fantastical. I'm like, it, it is not happening. But everything they said, like, you can't, like, what's wrong with that? Going after the pedophiles, which Trump did, like, there's pedophile network after pedophile network that went down worldwide. And that was happening all during Trump's tenure. Mm -hmm. And then, and then to hear them talking about how, Oh yeah, Trump's, you know, wanting to get back to sound money. And, and in order to do that, Trump needed to destroy the American dollar. So every, so the destruction going on around Trump, was actually encouraged by people that supported Trump. And that's, that was what's so diabolical about it all. That while, while Trump's being thwarted and put into lose-lose situations constantly, QAnon was in the background constantly saying that this is part of the plan. This is the 4D chest. Yeah. That, uh, that this is, you know, we have to go down to succeed in the long run. And it was just constantly an opiate of these QAnon followers that were just led into that, that were right there on the cusp of, you know, really like, yeah, you know, we're, we're ready. We're there for Trump. We'll be, you know, you know, everything they, that the, the false flaggers of January 6th claim it was, they were there for Trump to do it. And that's why, that's what, it's another half truth that of why January 6th resembles any reality. Because there were people out there that will go and do anything Trump asked them to do. But the problem was Trump wasn't behind Q. <laughs> he never was. And, 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 and it was there to, you know, just as a propagandistic tool. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they, these and people believed a lot of the propaganda. I, in, I don't know, you may know a bit more about this than I do, but they were referring to what something called the Kraken that was to show up uh, around. Yeah, M. Curry the, talked the about sense. that all the time. And, 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 and they're. No, right. Sidney Powell talked about that. She and, said that specifically, and that's yeah. why, yeah. Who, nothing, who is this that lady? That didn't happen. I mean, that was and people. No, but the cracking apparently is a computer program. So when she did it, I believe that it actually was put into place. What is? I'll give some 
what 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 do you know about that? You probably know. A bit I don't more know about it specifically. I, I just know what I heard reference. So the Kraken is a computer program that is like the eye over the internet, and that is in a sense like the may possibly the NSA like rewind, you know, feature of the internet that can go back and you know and and go and investigate all these things. And so when when they say release the Kraken, it's saying that, all right, we're going to go back and look at every, you know, internet transaction in a sense, what, keystroke, and, you know, the what really happened. And I believe all that happened. What about the whole uh, Italian Supreme Court justice guy that, like that, you know, is the same level as, say, uh, John Roberts, that what I heard is that he gave a sworn affidavit that, you know, here in Italy, we have proof that the American, you know, voting system was brought through Italy and, and the Dominion software was changed over there. And apparently every member of Congress on July 6th received that affidavit from Italy saying that this happened. And then all of a sudden this protest happens and all of a sudden every, all that is thrown under the rug and that has never been mentioned since. And I can't even, I've never even looked into the clarification of that actually happened, but, but I, I heard that that did happen and that everyone, every politician was easily able to ignore that because of the happenings of what transpired on July, January 6th. And that was a, you know, complete false flag, in my opinion, to uh, create a new uh, reality that to usher in a, a fraudulent election and to just get control back at all states. But then if you listen, but if you listen to Steve Pachenik at all, you know, he's still, you know, no agenda references him saying that this is all still part of the plan that it's uh, we're exposing you know people like mitch mcconnell and 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 to me i can agree with that kind of stuff so let's let's say that trump movement is real and yet all the republicans that are there that are in there are just as guilty as all the democrats and all the progressives that are doing that so how do you out them while you're in a duopoly of the republican democrat political party system that is apparently our good d bad or d good are bad you know it's just so how do you out the the so-called deep state players or you know the bureaucrats that are just there as a uh, figurehead of a deeper uh reality to where <clears throat> If, if 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 anything is true on the QAnon side, then these people can't be in office too there because they're just going to be benefiting from the Trump victory and they're going to still be there. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there, there's, there's a sense of that, but that also goes back to what, what we talked about earlier about the QAnon that says, hey, you know, yeah, it's losing is a good thing because, you know, we're playing 4D chess here. So it's 
You never know, and it's all a joke. What I do know is that it's best to live your own life <laughs> and make your own choices and not follow the fray of the, the media congressional government complex that is permeating into every faction of life right now that is just so disgusting and so anti and that antithesis of liberty and and why i always supported trump is because i growing up i always envisioned you know like oh yeah i could be president and be the one that make you know and and, and make the right decisions and this and that and but what what would that ever do when you have someone like trump that is just lamplacing i'm like well if, if if the public thinks this about trump what the frick would they think about me <laughs> you know when i say yeah we should be more isolationist we should pull the troops back we should end all the wars and legalize all drugs you know what what would what would the media what would the deep state coalesce to thwart against me and the mayhem that they would be willing to put on me a lose-lose situation just to get me out of any sort of power position and and that's what I think Trump exposed, that they were willing to put Trump in a COVID situation, a complete lose-lose situation where people are dying. When you start enacting people dying of a, of a weaponized poison, which is what I believe COVID is, and, and half of it, I don't know. Well, I have many different opinions on it because I still believe it's 5G related, but... And then you go into Trump and he's all for 5G. So you never know. But <laughs> but there's always different levels of 5G. But I firmly, firmly believe that no empirical evidence has been conclusively done that will dissuade me from that viewpoint that 5G is what's causing this COVID crisis right now. It's the mutation of the flu virus, which is what 5G is causing, in my opinion. Which is why the flu has gone away. Yeah, and there are some that believe it's just a manufactured number, and they're just COVID deaths are taking some death count from other things, you know, the flu or you know, respiratory other respiratory illnesses, and it could be certainly a combination of all of the above. Uh, but it definitely could be. Yeah, there's. But if you are. Look into uh, supposedly the flu never existed before pretty much the 1900s or when electricity was first becoming generated. So, if that is the case, the flu is caused because of our electrical world. And we either have to decide then do we want electricity or EMFs, wireless signals around us? And if so, we have to deal with the flu then as the ramification of and What's it quit pretending that it is a virus that it is just a a burden to have of our global communication system kirk when is the last time you've had the flu the last time i smoked a cigarette Four or five about years five ago. years ago yeah i don't get the flu often either i don't take the flu I, shot. I never had yeah i never take the flu shot but I'm, I'm surrounded by all kinds of electronics all the time. 
and does well yeah exactly yeah. It, it affects everyone differently and that's yeah. there's no male female no genetic sequence that does it it affects there's it's, there's no answer to it because it hasn't been properly studied for one because it's denied it in existence that all the harmful effects of EMF radiation around us but the last time I when I when I fly I do not go through the radiation I don't know the what do you call those uh, x-ray booth or x-ray machine yeah whatever the, so I, I, I opt out and go through a pat down every time because the last time I didn't do that is when I did get the flu. That's when I, I went out to Arizona. We went to that uh, the golf tournament down there, waste management golf tournament. And that was the there. last time I went through that machine because I read afterwards that that machine can weaken the, the, the x-rays and microwaves that you go through destroys it really weakens your immune system which is why you would get more susceptible to being sick by traveling is a lot to do with those things and then also you're also up in the air where you get more radiation poisoning from natural radiation um and yeah i i, I didn't put it together till later but yeah that was so i don't i don't go through that anymore and i haven't had the flu since I, I don't know, but I wasn't, I never had the flu very often before that either, but there's certain people that cannot be around EMFs right. or electricity. They get sick from it and, and it's, and it's unexplainable we by today's science. On that. We should do a show on just kind of, cause you've got a lot of thoughts on, um, 5G and how it, how just electricity in general uh, works into health, you know, health-related issues and wellness and that type of thing. That would be an interesting, interesting show to do at some point. In time. It would be, and it definitely make me do more research on it too, so I could talk more coherently on it. Yep. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, I think it sounds like really all three of us have come to the same basic opinion on the Trump candidacy is it's not a Trojan horse for the progressives, right? Have different takes on what exactly he is, but that's kind of the consensus. A useful idiot is my take. Yep. And a meandering politician, guy looking for power. That's my take. And I don't remember what Lydia's take exactly. What is she? How would how would you surmise her take? I think she thinks it's a de definite possibility yeah. that he was a Trojan horse in a sense, but you think so? yeah, that could be the case. All right. So we'll wrap this one up. It's been Liberty Southwest podcast number 67 with myself, Eric Taylor, uh, Kirk Pettis and Lydia Tabbitt. Hope you guys enjoy it. And we will talk to you on the next one. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Adios, mofo.